podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. This is the late tackle with myself, Mark, and Mr. North. How are you, Andy? I'm good, thank you, mate. Another week, game week six. I know. I and you know what? I nearly knocked my capo over just as we were about to start. That would have been the biggest technical ever, ever, wouldn't it? If I'd have done that. So um, I know why. It's because you looked at our uh, the difference in our overall ranks, didn't you? Uh, I wasn't going to bring those up, but you know, if you want to talk about that in depth, that's fine. Um, no, we won't do that. We won't dwell on that. But um, you're a little bit closer to me than As was on on. on <laughs> So <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the only thing keeping me going at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, bless him. He is, he is good for us all at the moment. Yeah. Doing, not doing too well, but yeah. What are we going to talk about tonight? Um, Andy, we've got, um, Alvarez is the poster boy. I mean, you've been going on about how lucky he's been for weeks. So do you want to talk about him a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> we better do, aren't we? Because I mean, it's most likely going to be my move getting him in this week. I'm is losing it? somebody. Oh, tail between legs, Andy. <sighs> I'm losing somebody who's, been very unlucky, some would say, based on the underlines in Jackson and moving to somebody like Alvarez, who, look, he's had one or two assists that he hasn't really known about. All right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I think he's getting hard to ignore. I mean, midweek, he was, he was electric again as well. And yeah. he's, you know, 90 minute man, the, yeah. the injuries they've got as well. It just seems silly not to have him at the moment. Should we, should we dig in? Well, before we dig into him, let's just uh, say hello to the people in chat. Good evening to those who join us for the late tackle. We we do late back, laid back FBL chat on a Friday night, and um, we don't know where this is going to go. It'll be a bit ramble like, a bit very different to black box. I've got some stats to bring up if you feel like it. We'll look at we'll look at our teams at the end. And we'll talk about what we're doing. But hello to FBL Forest, you Reds, RT Whitby, Toto Fan TC, the HH Slaughter PFK, Greg Foster, regular in there as well. I can see some of our members in there. I'm, for, I'm sure Nigel the Crab is in there. General Zod is there. Wrestling Gimmicks, Aaron Pickering, Johnny FBL, Tim, Omar Webby. Thank you for joining us on this Friday evening. We love talking about FBL on a Friday night before deadline. And obviously there's a lot of people out there who like to listen to us ramble as well. So thank you for joining us. Um, all surprising, isn't it? At uh, this time of night on a Friday, how many yeah. people want to hear? But I do. I always like, I like, this is the time of night where I start to really get into FBL mode because, so to speak. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of streams is this? <laughs> yeah, that's a rather appropriate, uh, inappropriate phrase. But I do, oh, I get into what? What? FBL frame of mind, shall we say. <laughs> there you go. I get into an FBL frame of mind. Um <laughs> Sorry, I need to recover from that. Christ, um, me too. I, yeah, I know. I do, though. I start thinking about the deadline and start thinking about... I mean, I, mean, I haven't made my transfer yet. I've left it late. And obviously this season with the leaks, everyone's leaving. <laughs> Are you tempted to leave all your transfers to the last minute? Have you done it yet? Sorry, I'm still... I'm sweating a bit. Um, to... <laughs> no, I, do you know what? I, I'm really... It's worrying me a little bit that I'm waiting every week because... Why? Why? Because of the... I'm waiting... Because of, of the value, I'm being mm. absolutely destroyed with my team value. And obviously, I'm looking at wildcarding uh, in two weeks' time. I'm not going to have any money. <laughs> People are struggling now. And they're obviously, they've made the move at the beginning of the week to wildcard. And they were saying, oh, funds are a bit tight. I've lost about 0.3 again this week. What's your team but, value? I'm going to have a butcher's at my team value. It's, it's, like, it's not even 101 anymore, I don't think. Is it not? No, I don't you don't think want to so. be in mine then. <laughs> nah. um, well, I mean, how much do you think it matters? <sighs> you know, are you really worried about it? I mean, I guess you're worried about players. When we're looking at players that you want going out of range, but are you, you? You're not really worried about your overall team value, though, surely? Not massively. I mean, the, the biggest thing is obviously that we're going to be wanting to get Salah in on wildcard. That that's the biggest thing. You know, when you want to try and get that extra premium in, mm. it's that's what can obviously make your fun stretch. And when you've got Haaland and you've got Salah, and also we're thinking about players like Trippi and Rashford, but you know, it, it does start to go quite quickly. And I haven't toyed with a wild card at all, mainly because I'm scared to, but if you're not, if you're if, not even had a look at what you can and can't get, no, I don't. My, yeah. Cause things could obviously change in two weeks time. I might not even decide to do it in two weeks time, but yeah. I'm just looking at it and thinking, 
Yeah, those funds are going to go so quick. And I mean, obviously, you've got Salah at the moment. Your your team value must have gone up quite a bit recently. It's 101.7 at the moment. Yeah. So you might have, is that almost a million more than me, probably? Yeah, but it doesn't really translate to that, does it? Because, um, no. You know, you only get 50%. Selling value. Yeah, you only get 50%. Um, So I might have like a 04, 05 on you if that might. I think the big advantage is I've got Salah already, right? And I think that's why I've got better value. I said on Wednesday, Having so, it's not so much the points. Um, <coughs> the um, it's the fact that you've had to, I've had to budget from the get go, and and you yeah. haven't, right? So you, perhaps you might have relaxed a bit about team value, whereas I've been like full of anxiety about it from day one. I'd be like scanning the prices every night, and so I've kind of been training to, to care about it. Whereas I get, I get I think a lot of managers first three or four game weeks were like, oh, it won't matter. And then obviously, yeah. as we're getting closer to Salah time, which is about game week nine, people are going, oh, hello, hold on a minute. Yeah. It's it's holding these players that have got good underlying stats but aren't performing. So, for instance, all these Chelsea players and my double United midfielders, it, they, they're obviously just not doing very well and they're, they're, they're dropping, but they're so hard to sell because they're, they're doing well and they've got the fixtures. So yeah. I think that's been the, there's been the thing. And when we did Scoutcast on Monday, there was, I didn't mention it, but I was going to say how sometimes it can be a real trap investing in these teams that maybe aren't the best of teams, but they've got nice fixtures for quite a long time. Chelsea, they're not Chelsea Man United, right? <laughs> well, Man United, Chelsea, they've both done it. Like the fixtures just keep on going, but they're not performing, but you keep hold of them because of the fixtures. And you just don't know when to sell. And what am I going to do? Jackson to Alvarez this week and Jackson could get a ball against Philly. You never know. Is he? Is he <laughs> I don't think so, but it's got to happen, isn't it? Well, I think I think you're on fairly safe ground there. I mean, let's have a look at let's have a look at forwards while we're talking about Jackson and and, and Alvarez. Um, Alvarez, we showed on Wednesday how Alvarez has been overperforming. Uh, well, let's bring this up. Actually, this is from FBL-DataCo.UK, FBL underscore data on Twitter. Showed how Alvarez has been outperforming his XGI um, massively. Right, so he's been getting assists or converted. Uh, assists that you wouldn't expect. Expected points around 22, uh, actual points nearer to 38, 35. I think it's 35, 36, isn't it? So um, he has been he has been overperforming, but he plays for Man City in a team with with Haaland, yeah. of course. Um, they're the best attacking team according to team data so far and XGI on penalty. Um, but he's not up there. I mean, Haaland is the second highest XGI on penalty, 1.20 per 90. I mean, the West Ham game did a lot to boost that. I think he got about three, didn't he? And uh, three XG in that game. Yeah, he did big time. Um, Jackson's still there, uh, 0.76, but it's the 5.6 conversion rate, isn't it? For, you can expect three or four shots in that game, and most of them will be in the box according to the data we've seen so far. But we can also expect him to only hit the target with a third of those and not convert, right? But yeah, he could score, and he's got two easier fixtures to come after that, isn't he? If we look at if we look at Chelsea's fixtures to come it's not so much a Villa game it's Fulham Burnley I mean because if you, if you don't get rid this week you're not going to get rid ahead of Fulham Burnley are you? Well I mean I was going to I was going to get rid of him for Morris in seven yeah Were you? Ah right well that yeah I guess that's different isn't it? Yeah because Morris because got that appeal That's the other thing is if I go Matt Alvarez this week which I'm looking at doing is that uh, I won't be able to get Morris in seven not without a hit Right so we talked about Morris last week and Luton. How are you feeling now a week on? Because I've fallen out of love with the idea. He, I mean, he went off at 60 last week, mm. which I think was interesting. I wasn't expecting to see that, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Because obviously we're thinking straight away he's going to be playing, you know, the minutes in these and get six points minimum from these next um, these next two weeks. But I'm, I don't know, I... I I've called on it a little bit, mainly because of Alvarez, mainly because Alvarez has become more of a priority for me. But I still don't hate the idea of having Morris. It's just who who do you have him instead of? That That's the biggest thing. Like, yeah. do you forgo having Alvarez for two weeks and get Morris? Do you have Morris as well as Alvarez and Haaland and then not have a midfielder? And it's just it's just knowing where to take that gamble into, into who to drop to play Morris in that week. Mm. And I mean... You know, we said it when we did it. Don't get me wrong. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, yes, I'm going to be getting Morris. But that's before Alvarez, Alvarez was playing 90 minutes every single week. Mm. And I just feel like he's somebody that I want to get because 
He's just going up so much. He might even go up again tonight. He could be our first triple riser. It looks likely, doesn't he? He was on ninety percent. Ridiculous. When I had to look, uh, ninety-seven or something, and then and he's obviously accelerating at the fastest pace as well. So he could make a free a free, zero point three rise, which will take him up to seven million. When we last streamed, there was point four difference between him and Jackson. <laughs> was it? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it could be the same price tomorrow. Right. Yeah, Jackson could go down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, for me, I look at it and think, who would I not play in that game week seven? Because if I got, I could get Morris, I can get Mubama to Morris. I've got exact money to do it. But then I would have to not play one of my first choice players, um, mm. one of my first choice attackers. So one of my midfield would have to drop out. Um, so Diaby's at home to Brighton. Wouldn't really want to drop him in a home game because they've been electric at home. Not going to drop Saka at Bournemouth, am I? Madison's at Liverpool, so that would be a contender, but not playing Madison at Liverpool in order to play a Luton striker. Got to play Salah, obviously. And then my other midfielder is, uh, I can't remember who my other midfielder is. Uh, I'll have to remind myself. Sterling at Fulham, so I would have played him, wouldn't I? So yeah. I would have to drop Madison at Liverpool, yeah. which I don't know. I don't know about that because... Spurs can score anywhere, I think. And Liverpool's defence isn't brilliant. Okay, Van Dijk could be back. But that feels uncomfortable to me. There's also a different scenario with you as well, because obviously your team, oh, I'm going to hate saying this now, but your team is basically what most people are moving to in a wild card. That, that felt horrendous. <laughs> you want to, sorry, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. Um, <laughs> but so you would have to keep Morris. You'd have to have an escape plan from Morris, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's, it, it, it's, I don't really want a 5.5 Luton striker on the yeah. bench who I'm not going to play. And I'm not going to play him over any of my first choice players again, I don't think, unless I get an injury. Um, so my weakest area is my defence. My attack is fine. So I'd have to transfer him out immediately. So I'd be paying, I'd be using two transfers to get in a Luton striker and benching Madison. Just don't seem right. Just don't seem right. So what if you were wildcard in eight? So for instance, that's my plan. Obviously that could yeah. move if, if things go well with transfers and things in the next two weeks. But if you were wildcard in an eight and you had that escape plan, who would you be prioritizing as a striker? If you were determined to get rid of Jackson this week, no, let's not let's not do that. Let's do. Would you be keeping Jackson for the next two weeks, or would you be moving to another striker? And if you were, how far up would Morris be? Would I Alvarez think, be top? Would Wilson, who's definitely yeah, going to start? Let's talk about that because Wilson's getting some traffic uh, on the on the, on Twitter at the moment. Rightly so. Talking about it, yeah, um, yeah. Well, the fixtures are good. Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Palace, Wolves is a great run for Newcastle. We've all been focusing on the defence and we'll talk about that in a bit. But Wilson looks like he's nailed the starts in domestic football um, and, and maybe Isaac gets the, gets the Carabao Cup in midweek and Isaac's getting Europe. That looks to be a pattern maybe. I guess it's too yeah. early to say for sure. But So I get it with Wilson, but he's 7'8", isn't he? He's 7'8", um, whereas Alvarez is 7. Um, Alvarez looks... I mean, I would say they're similar in terms of security of start. I'd say Wilson's still got some doubt over his start and Alvarez has as well. But Alvarez is playing for City with Haaland and Wilson is obviously their main source of goals, whereas that's not the case for Alvarez. And he's on all the set pieces. And I don't know, I think I still think it's Alvarez who edges it. But Wilson's a great alternative. I think if you're, if you're wildcard and you want to deliberately go against that trend, then Wilson's your best bet for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I know it sounds a bit boring, but going back to Alvarez, mm. I cannot remember a time that we had more than one City attacking asset that we felt this secure on with their minutes. I, mm. I genuinely can't remember. like they, Because their squad is thinner this year, because they sold so many, mm. and because of their injuries. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I, I'm, I could be going into this week with triple Man City attack and feel quite happy that they're all going to play. The thing I can't is, remember that happening before. For no, and, and, and the thing is, it's like um, he doesn't occupy a wide role, does he? So he's not in the mix with Foden, Grealish and Doku, mm -hmm. who, which if he was, we would be feeling like, mm, very insecure about it because he's playing a more central role behind Haaland and playing that you know, De Bruyne 08 role almost. Um, he just feels like they can't move him. And Silver's injured now. So I just don't see it. I just don't see how they can rest him. I mean, he, he won't play midweek in the Carabao Cup, I expect. And then he'll play 
he'll play next week at Wolves. I mean, it looks certain to me that he's now anyway. And, you know, credit to you as well. You said it before the season even started that they sold a lot of goal scorers as well. They sold a lot yeah. of goal scorers in the summer. Yeah. You know, Mares was probably the biggest one. Mm. And you look at it and think, where else are they getting goals apart well, that, from Haaland? That, and, that was my theory. In my theory yeah, was, and Alvarez is the one. Because he used to play Mares quite a lot. Sometimes when it surprised me, and the reason I think he played him is because he was kind of waiting for like Foden or Grealish and Gundogan did to some extent to step up with some goals to kind of supplement Haaland. And they never really did it. But Mares always seemed to like, when he was given his opportunities, he always seemed to get you know, goals and, and take yeah. his chances. And I think that's why Mares was starting to get runs of starts. And then when he left, I thought, well, Foden and Grealish just aren't, I mean, Foden will if he gets a regular run of starts, but for whatever reason, there are, as always seems to be a, Pep always looks and finds some excuse not to play him you know three or four games in a row he'll always drop yeah. him or best him for one game in four at least Grealish just has disappeared as a goal threat since he joined City I mean Villery was always a double yeah, it's not his role. no it's just not his role mm-hmm. his role is to almost to bring defenders to him distract in order to create space for others isn't it um, and, and to be fair the, the wide player's role is to feed Haaland once I mean we know this because Pep said you know look for Haaland at all times. I mean, Foden yeah. has actually come out in interviews and said, you know, and there have been instances, do you remember that instance where he shot instead of yeah, passing exactly. to Haaland and then he got dropped the next game and we all yeah. went, oh, that was because he didn't pass to Haaland. It probably was, right? <laughs> so we know that he's told his wide players to feed Haaland, whereas De Bruyne and Gundogan in the eights were, were charged with kind of getting forward and being a goal threat. And so when Gundogan left, Mares left and De Bruyne got injured. <laughs> All he's left with is Alvarez, it seems, right? Well, that's literally it. And it just seems silly to wait and wait and wait on a player that, you know, is a, is a player for the best team in the league mm. who's getting minutes and will get returns in terms of, you know, they will score however many goals in the next couple of fixtures or whatever. It just seems silly to, to keep avoiding him, if that makes sense. And mm. We said this about Mbumo, what, three, four weeks ago. This isn't Mbumo, you know, this is Alvarez, who's a World Cup winner (laughs) for for Man City. And sometimes it's just, you know, don't think about numbers. Don't think about the fact that Jackson has almost double, no, maybe maybe he's significantly more in terms of XGI he's put up so far this year. But obviously, like you've just said, he's supplying Haaland as well. Mm. And, you know, they can do a lot more with the the chances that, that he's going to create for them. So. I, I think Alvarez is a is a brilliant move. Oh, also, if you're worried about him going up, and obviously he's going up, is it he's going up to seven tonight? If he does go up, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to go up higher than that. Like he's if he keeps on going like he is, he's an asset that's worth nine ten million. I mean, so I was asked tonight to have a look at you know are we missing something? What if it goes wrong for City? What if the injuries catch up with him? And 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 but you look at Forest, Wolves, and Arsenal, and yeah, Arsenal's a tough game. Brighton United after that is tough. I don't think the next two are. I mean, even with in, an injury, injured squad, limited options off the bench, I still think City will score goals against City, uh, Forest and Wolves. I think we'll be harder than the 6-0 of last season. But I think they'll beat us. And I think they'll certainly score two or three goals at Wolves as well. After that, yeah, the run Arsenal. But if you haven't got Alvarez by game week eight, maybe you can go, maybe I can miss him out. But you'd be brave to go that far, I think, to go that deep in without Alvarez. I mean... I don't know. It's funny. Like, there's a lot of people saying he's not essential, and he's not essential, and he's not a game changer, and he's not a game breaker. But the longer you stay off him, the more he climbs in value. I know from experience. I've done this before. The year I didn't get Ramsey, the year I didn't get Torre, and I kind of was like, oh, it's no way they keep it up. And the higher they go in value, the more you resent going. I'm not only have I missed his points, I've got to spend 0.5, 0.6, 0.7 more than managers who got on him early. It feels awful. So, yeah, you're banking, basically, and regressing. There's a weird misconception as well that you can't make those kind of moves, like that you've almost missed the boat and you can't go for him. Like, I genuinely feel like Alvarez is still an amazing home, so I, I'm just going to get him. Like, I, I don't see an issue with it. And mm. I, yeah, you know, I know. I, know. I, d- I, d- I don't. Like, you know, mm. who do I feel amongst those strikers is going to score more points in the next two weeks if I do wild card in eight? We've mentioned three of it. Wilson, Morris... Um, who was the other one we mentioned? There was one more. Oh, Edward, maybe. Edward? What about Ferguson? Yeah. Like, if if he had a run of starts, he's got to be someone we have to take notice of. Maybe. 
Uh, he's he's maybe in, he's ill, isn't he? Is yeah, he Ill? yeah, yeah. And I think if he wasn't ill, I think he came out and said he was going to start this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. so Ferguson would be okay, but it's just, do I really want Ferguson over over an Alvarez? I think I would put him quite. I I think I would have what Alvarez top. I think J- Jackson's got to be up there somewhere, but he's not maybe top three for me anymore. But obviously Morrison, I, I, Wilson guaranteed to start this weekend. Yeah. I think puts him a lot higher up as well. Here's a question from Delia. Um, uh, Marvellous moderator dealer. Do you think Wilson is a better pick than Hoyland on a wildcard? Now you're a United fan. Do you think it's too early to go in for Hoyland? Just saying, isn't it? Uh, Delia. Yeah. Sorry, Delia. Sorry. I, oh yeah. Very well corrected. Yes. Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> um, that's why we got into a bad habit with that. So, yes, yeah, um, the question. But what do you think on Hoyland? I mean, he is a bit early, it feels to me. But Yeah. I love him. I absolutely love him already. But there's no guarantee that he's going to be playing all of these games at the moment. Like, we've still got Martial waiting there, who's going to play some games because Hoyland's young and he's obviously had an injury. He played well and he holds the ball up well and he's going to feed in Rashford and, and Bruno, which is great. But I don't think I'd be picking Hoyland over any of these other strikers. And when you, again, I know we keep mentioning it, but when you think Alvarez is also going to be 7 mil, I would find it very hard pressed, even as United fan, to pick Hoyland over Alvarez. Mm. But I do think he's somebody that's going to be on my watch list pretty much all year because he can't be ignored. But yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be overly surprised if he didn't play this weekend and it was Martial that played mm. instead. You think? But I... I, don't get me wrong, I did my um, predictions for Emma and I put Hoyland to start. Mm. But if Martial started, I wouldn't be that surprised considering that Hoyland played last week and he played midweek. Would he play again three games in a week? Don't know. I, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Mm. Yeah, I mean, John Cale saying that Martial looked sharp when he came on. Yeah, I guess until we see the run of starts and consistent starts, it's too risky. Wilson's definitely the the, the alternative pick. I think... He could easily outscore Alvarez over this run, the, the fixtures at Newcastle. got. If he got four out of the five starts, I think he probably could and may lightly outscore Alvarez. Because Alvarez, I don't think Alvarez is a goal machine, but I don't think it's just that creativity and the, the feeding of, of, of Haaland. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that that's the way to go. Morris, though, so if you're wildcarding in eight, so your, I guess your question is, would you go Morris this week instead of Alvarez? Yeah. No, I think I would... Um, I think I would basically roll a transfer, keep Jackson and then go Morris next week. I think I'd give Jackson one more week. Do you know the other reason I quite like it as well is that it could potentially prolong that wild card for you. So if people are doing it, you know, if if you're booking in Luton, like you've just said, if you go Luton and you go for Morris, you have to get him back out again. Yeah. So that's yeah. two transfers used. Whereas if you don't and you get to eight and all of a sudden, like I've got three moves before that, and I get Alvarez, I get Botman or a Newcastle defender. All of a sudden, I'm looking at my team and thinking, I'm not that far off no, where I want to be. This is it. I've just got to free up funds for Salah. That's yeah. the biggest thing then. But that could be done in two moves. And I'm just thinking, actually, if I could then prolong it, is that the way to go? And it at least makes me have the option when I get there. Yeah, I, I, I see my team and I think I'm well within reach of, I'm probably like, yeah, my bench isn't great and my goalkeepers need sorting and I'm, I need a Newcastle defender. So Sorry, if I get, a new, yeah, if I get, I don't want to mention them again. Like <laughs> if I get a Newcastle defender this week, and then I can somehow take care of the goalkeepers at some point. I mean, I think, I mean, look at the, we will look at it. Let's look at the um, the long ticker, and then look at the fixtures for for Cooper uh, for Cooper for um, it's Pickford, of course, and Turner. I can hold Pickford and Turner for the next three. Yeah, I, I've well, next four. Um, Pickford at Brentford not great but I'll, I'll swallow it then he's got Luton and Bournemouth and then Turner has Luton as well so three or four weeks the Pickford-Turner pairing works okay doesn't it right because you know what will happen if we get rid of Pickford before Luton and Bournemouth <laughs> you know what will happen right so we can, we've got to hold him for that so I think I can go three or four more weeks before addressing the goalkeeper situation so that gives me a couple of weeks to sort the defence out um, and I think that a Newcastle defender will come in this week. You know what? I'm kind of looking at a stupid man, you know, and thinking, although his fixtures are bad, we talked about how far he gets forward, etc. But I keep seeing again tonight about will he start? And I'm like, I don't want that every week. And I think that could be a thing, you know, that every week we're going to be going, is he going to start? Is he going to start? You've got, I mean, you, are you hell bent on keeping him? Because if you look at the fixtures, Andy, 
it does get pretty bad. Like, they've got the best two defences coming up. So even if you're banking on being, he's got Liverpool, Man City, sorry, in, in eight and nine, do you need to keep him for that? I mean, this week isn't the week though, is it? No, not this week. No. Bournemouth at home, even if like there's there's rumours that he might not start. And mm. even then it's it's because obviously De Zerbi came out and said there's going to be some changes, which, you know, you expect that because obviously they played midweek. He made a bit of a mistake midweek as well, if I remember rightly. So that's obviously not great, but you can't get rid of him this week, personally. No, we're not, not going to get a leak or anything, are we? No, I'm not thinking but, this week, but I'm thinking next week. After the next three weeks, his fixtures are absolutely beautiful with Fulham at home, Everton away, Sheffield United no. at home, Forest mm. away. So it's really hard. And I almost feel like he's one of those players where I'd be quite happy to bench him over eight and nine to then have him to plug straight back in for Fulham at home, like we've done this week with six, because obviously he's got Bournemouth at home. I just... I, I would be surprised that he's the only defender you've got that you would move to a Newcastle. Who was your other defenders to think that Estupinan's the the best move there? Well, uh, you've got, not got any Chelsea. No, I'll bring up, I'll bring up my team now then. We'll have a look at it yeah. and I'll show you what I mean. Uh, where am I going to go? I'm going to go there and then I'm going to go there. Right, okay, so this is... This, <laughs> uh, is that your team or is that my team? That's yours. That's my team, but I, I've got the arrow in the wrong way. There we go. So that's my team. <laughs> there we go. Right. So um, I've got for those listening on the podcast, Pickford, yeah, I know, don't, don't. Uh, Gusto, Stupinan, Chilwell, Madison, Sterling, Diaby, Saka, Salah, Alvarez and Haaland. Right, so my defence, got cash on the bench. Now, the problem I've got is Gusto has probably got, he's got this week and he might get next week. But after that, Reese James should be back. The question is, will he come back in before the break or will he wait till after? So I might, I should get two more games out of Gusto, but that's about it, maybe. Then I've got to start to worry. So he's only he's going up tonight. I think I'll get four point one for him, maybe four point two if he goes up again. But I, I'll only have, if I make the move I want to make this week, which is Chilwell to Trippier. I've only got zero point two in the bank, bank right? And then yeah. I've, so I've only got zero point two, and I've got two four million defenders in Gusto and Bulldog. So then I'm playing Cash to Stupinan and Trippier every week. And if Stupinan doesn't turn up for that, I've only got one of Gusto or Bulldog to come on. So I can't move Gusto and Bulldog to a 4.5 if I keep a stupid name because I haven't got the money. And yeah. I'm not selling any of those attacking players. And if anything, I need money to upgrade Pickford to a better goalkeeper. So I think I need to take a hit on a stupid name, go down to Botman with a stupid name to get 0.5 back to move a 4 million defender up to a 4.5. That would mean that I've got Botman and Trippier, but I don't have a stupid end. So over Brighton's good run, I will forego the potential that he's got. But my point is, if every week we're going to be sitting there going, oh yeah, but rotation and Deserby said this, and I don't know if I'd want him anyway, right? Because he's not, sitting here now, he's not certain to start tomorrow, is he? No. and No, he's not certain to start. Obviously, he didn't start last week against United. Will he miss two games in a row? If he does miss two games in a row... I feel like that's quite big. Obviously, he played midweek, but yeah. if he misses two games in a row, then I think, like you said, you could start looking at it every week and thinking, God, is he going to play? Mm. And that's not really what you want. The upside's there. The, you know, the upside yeah, there is, you know, it, yeah. it's like a James or Chilwell, isn't it? Where are they going to play each week? This is, you know, looking back a couple of years now. Yeah. But yeah. So, so that's tough. The thing you do get about Newcastle, obviously the fixtures for ages are lovely. And like you said, you'd be looking to play them every week, wouldn't you? But... I don't know. I, you, you're in a completely different spot to me in terms of defenders, though, because you've got a lot, like you said, in a couple of weeks' time, you could be quite caught with your defenders where you've got a week where Gusto then doesn't play, um, then doesn't play, you've got Bulldog there, and all of a sudden you could be down to two. So I, I do get it. Yeah. But you would be looking what to do that next week? So get Trippier this week and then I, Bolman next week. My, well, my thinking is um, it would be uh, Trippier in this week or Chilwell, leaving 0-2 yeah. on the bench in the bank and then I'm going to do Bulldog to Burke for the double game week and play Burke in the double to get rid of Bulldog and to get me a Luton player mm. that would leave me still with 0-2 in the bank now Pickford can go to Ariola. that would get me maybe 0-3 if I'm lucky because Ariola is going to go up again so it'll get me 0-3 back so that might get me 0-5 and that might enable me to move Gusto to a 4-5 so there's an option there that I could just about get away with it but I can't move Pickford to 
uh, Ariola until Pickford's played his two games, Luton and Bournemouth. So I can't move to that until game week nine, by which time Ariola could have gone up and Pickford could have gone down again. So I can't really look at it and think, I'm going to get money from anywhere. The only source of money I've got left is a Stupanan. And so my, so I'd have to gamble on the Stupanan not delivering. I mean, he's not Alexander-Arnold, is he? He's not suddenly going to be like 15 assists and five goals. So it's like, but he did look very good in those first couple of game weeks. So it's hard. This is, this is what I was talking about just now with the wild card. Like, the funds are tight, aren't they? You've obviously yeah, got Salah yeah. and Haaland in there and you've got, you know, Sterling, Madison, Saka. And all of a sudden you're saying there's, there's literally the only place I can get funds from is a Stupanen. I will say, and someone's just alluded to it in the chat as well. I'll try and highlight it, but I can't see it there. There we go. Uh, John Cahill says, um, oh, did it come up? There you go. Um, says, you know, Chua gets an attack of return this week and all of a sudden he feels yeah. essential again. Mm. And and it could be the same with a Stupanen yeah. where, you know, he plays against Bournemouth, gets an attacker return. People are saying you can play him in every game because people were saying that, weren't they, not too long ago, saying a stupid line. You could just you could play him in tough fixtures because Brighton are going to play the same way. Yeah. He's going to be attacking. But I like agree. you said, it's whether he plays those whether games. Whether he plays. The same exactly. with Chilwell, right? I don't think that I don't think Chilwell ever is going to be certain of his start again unless he plays left back. If yeah. he's playing left wing, he's never going to be a certain starter at this point because Mudrick's going to get more games and then obviously when the players come back from injury and Cuckoo and so on he's certainly not going to be safe then so I don't see Chilwell unless he plays unless he takes Colwell's place and I've been looking around the predicted uh, lineups and actually a few do predict that he could be left back and Colwell drop so that yeah. could happen so unless he gets that I don't think Chilwell's a certain starter any week and what we're seeing from De Zerbi at the moment suggests that Stupinan could be that as well, as in he rotates so much that maybe he's not a certain starter any week. So then they start to lose their appeal against... I mean, you can say Trippier's not certain either, but we haven't seen him rotated yet, where we have with Stupinan and Chilwell. So maybe there isn't a safe, good attacking defender to have anyway. Matty Cash maybe, so I'm holding on to him, but there aren't many that are absolute certain starters anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's a problem, but it's a problem of my making because obviously I've got an expensive team in midfield and I could obviously downgrade Sterling to Mbumo and that would help. Right. So maybe I will yeah. be doing that. Um, I I don't think... Right, so I'm going to ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. Should I get Botman or should I go to Trippier? Because if I get Botman, problem solved, right? No money issues. Ball Dr. Botman this week. But the thing is, it's just the upside of Trippier and the fact that I can go Trippier with Salah and Haaland, where I don't think wildcarders are going to be able to, I think wildcarders won't be able to afford Trippier, Salah and Haaland and, and get the other players they want. So I think I should hammer home that advantage and go to Trippier if I can. That's my thinking. But am I being silly there? Am I just going for the crazy upside and Botman's going to be just as good value? What do you think? No, I- I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there in terms of if you can do it now, do it. Like, I hate the fact I can't do Chilwell to Trippier right now. I'm point one away and can't do it. And like you just said as well, if you're thinking about everybody else, they, they're not going to be able to get that as well as Salah and Haaland and Alvarez and have all those players too. Mm. I, I love the idea of going Botman and Trippier eventually. I think Trippier is fine. And also I look at this week and a lot of people are prioritising getting Botman in. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not really sure what I expect from Botman this week. It's, it's an away game. I know it's against Sheffield United, but it's an away game. I'm expecting maybe six points, and then I'll be like, yes, I got what I wanted from him. Trippier, I would, you know, that ceiling would be 12 points, I would say. You know, that, that's mm. what I'm expecting from okay. Trippier. Yeah, 12 plus. And I'm, I, I don't really see... Botman being a priority, apart from the fact that you're going to want him for a long period, if that makes sense. But Sheffield United could easily score against him at home. So I'm thinking that Trippier would be, if you can get there now, I think that's 100% that, the move that, I get that. I'm thinking, I get, get there and then try and make it work. This piqued my interest today. This is from uh, Gono underscore FF. They've got um, their own podcast. So give that a listen. But they basically look at zonal weaknesses every week to see if they can spot mm-hmm areas of the pitch where one one side can expose another side's weakness. And the cells in white in this table will highlight where we should be looking. That, that means the team, the opponent is, is ranked uh, the worst for a particular area. Um, so, for example, Sheffield United, 
all their cells are white because they're ranked second for chances conceded from the right flank, second from chances conceded down the centre, and first, as in they've got the worst defence for chances conceded down the left flank. And if you look at crosses conceded, they're also the worst from the left flank. So for me, they're weak down their left side, which is obviously Newcastle's right side. So he, yeah. they're saying here Almiron and Trippier are the players that could cause most problems. But actually, Sheffield United defence is so bad, they're more or less tipping Newcastle's attack, right? But for me, I look at that and think, well, if, if, if Sheffield United are conceding the most crosses down their left flank, and they are 43 on the right, 69 on the left, and the most chances on that flank as well, 22 versus 29, it's clear there's a weakness down that side. And Trippier is the best exponent of right-wing crosses, arguably, in, amongst defenders other than Trent, right? So I looked at that and thought, if I don't do it, and he goes and gets a 12 or 15 ball, I'm going to absolutely kick myself, aren't I? So that's kind of convinced me to go with it, I think. Yeah, and I, I almost think as well, like, don't get me wrong, Botman's actually had interesting attacking stats this year compared yeah. to normal. Somebody you know, he's been, higher, he's been higher than Cher as well, which is quite surprising. But you're expecting something from Trippier, whereas you'd be hoping for it from, from Botman, I think. You know, Botman got some bonus last week, didn't he? I think, did he get he got the eight points, nine points? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to have that happen most weeks. But Trippier, I think you're just expecting it, aren't you? And I, that's why I said I do think that that is the way to go, is, is going Trippier, especially because you can do it now. Like if you yeah. go Botman now, yeah. next week something could turn up and then all of a sudden you I don't get do Trippier that. for the next two, three I can't weeks. Do if I go Bulldog to Botman, that's the money gone and my chance has gone. And yeah. then that, that's it. Then And Trippier, if he gets a double figure, will start climbing. So I think I've got to do it. So I think that resigns me to then to be really scrimping. And then I've got a decision to make on, depending on wh- whether I can get enough money from going Pickford to Ariola. On, on Stupinan, or I go Sterling down to an Mbumo or an Eze, which is probably what I'll end up doing. I'll get through Chelsea's easy fixtures and then get off yeah. Sterling unless he's been brilliant, which I thought he would be, but he somehow hasn't. I don't understand why that hasn't worked out, Andy. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it seems to be everybody going for those... Beyond him or something. Yeah, everybody going for those midfielders that do well one week don't seem to do well the next I know, week. I know, that's it. Where do you stand, talking of which, where do you stand on Son at the moment? I mean, like, for those who bought him, did you get him in? I did not. No, you avoided that one, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Mr. As did, and plenty of others did. Do you think that he's okay, though? Do you think he's going to keep that central berth? Uh, it's tough because obviously Richarlison came on and did okay. Um, <laughs> oh, just a little bit okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody would have sold Richarlison to get Son in. So that's fine. So that's a moot well, point. No, so. no, that would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Because I'd have sold him before, wouldn't they? They wouldn't have taken him. I mean, exactly. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think if you've got Son, I mean, when we were talking about Son, what did we keep saying? We didn't, I, I mean, personally, I kept saying, if look at the next two fixtures. Lots of people said, no, 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 those next two fixtures, Liverpool and Arsenal, there'll be goals in those. So if you've got Son, you've got to be happy with those next two fixtures against Liverpool and Arsenal, where we expect them to maybe, you know, score a couple of goals. And obviously after that, it's absolutely lovely. So I think Son is still a fine hold if you've got him. I wouldn't be going anywhere near selling him unless you can maybe get to Salah. But even then, I don't think now is the time to get Salah. Um, so I think Son's absolutely fine if you're selling if you're if you're if you've got him already. I still think there's the opportunity that he's going to play up top, and I think maybe I they will use Richarlison yeah. as that kind of impact player to take the pressure off him a little bit. And yeah. we saw it at the weekend; that's exactly what he wanted, and he came on and changed the game and boosted him up and Son was pushing him forward, wasn't he? And, you know, getting him to the front. So yeah, that's lovely to see, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think Son's fight, you know, Son's also on pen still. He's playing in a team that is really gelling and looking great as well. So um, I think Son's an absolutely fine hold. I would not be looking to sell him now just because of a blank against, against Sheffield United. And if personally, and some people might not like this, but if you brought Son in only for that Sheffield United game, then maybe you need to think about your decision-making more yeah, than... Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I said when I bought Sterling and he blanked against Forest, and everyone went, Oh, what a flop that is. It's like, well, you're not bringing him in for the one game. I particularly wasn't bringing him in for the Forest game. Um, and, and it's the same with Son, right? I, I think nobody expected Richardson to recover as quickly as he did and as spectacular as he did. Certainly not as, and it's yeah. fair enough. I, you couldn't write that script. But I do think that Son will get another go down the middle. I think, um, I think that'll be the case against Arsenal. And 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 also when we looked at Son and we said, look, okay, he's got Arsenal and Liverpool next. But actually we look at those defences and think he could profit from them. He has in the past. Yeah. 
that there's no reason why he can't. So I don't think you should be too downbeat on Son. I think there was a comment from Nigel de Crabbe saying Son's minutes is the worry. And I think that's right. He's been going off early, 75, 80. That's the time he went off when Kane was in the team. And we kind of thought, well, that will change. You know, like Mbumo's now a 90-minute player when Tony were there. He wasn't, right? And we think when Kane goes, well, Son will finish all the games. But doesn't seem to be the case. So I think you're going to struggle to get more than 80 minutes out of Son in any game, it seems. Because for Charleston, like you say, will always be an option to come on. But he can still do damage. I think you, you, you've you got to hold... I guess if you don't have Madison, the temptation is to go, I'll downgrade, I'll cover Spurs, and Madison, how much of a downgrade is that? Um, not too much if Son does move to the flank, let's face it. Yeah. I mean, I've just mentioned there Salah, by the way. Mm. If you weren't a Salah owner, and we've got MB in the chat, who yeah. is, who's mentioned quite a few times about Salah. I've just brought him up there, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, you brought him up as well. Mm. Um, genuinely, and I don't know whether you feel the same, if yeah. I didn't own Salah now, I wouldn't be buying him now. I feel like there's other players I'd be wanting to buy for the next two weeks. He's been returning every week. I get that. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like from game week kind of nine onwards, yeah. he is a, I, I need to get him in then. That's the scary but, one, isn't it? Ever yeah. And even this week, I feel he'll do okay. But I don't feel like now, because... I'd be very, very surprised if people could get to him for free for one free transfer no. this week. No. No. Like, unless you've had that plan all along to do it. But I just feel like Spurs away and then Brighton away, then it's lovely. But I don't feel like I'd be getting him in right now. He could still do well, but I feel like there's other players I'd want to get. I, I guess the fear, if I was sitting here without Salah um, and I didn't have Alvarez either, the fear would be if Alvarez returns in the next two and Salah does as well and they can they start climbing... You know, you're watch. You're watching your wildcard team weaken before your very eyes, aren't you? Because you're going, well, if I wildcard in game week nine and I end up paying 0.4, 0.5 more for Alvarez and Salah, that's suddenly another four million defender I'm going to need rather than a four or five defender, right? Or, or it's going to be I'll have to go Eze instead of going in Bumo. You know, so you start seeing your wildcard weaken. That's the problem. So it's like, how long can you hold back? Salah's not going up yet, but he's not far off, right? He, one double figure return against West Ham, Spurs, or Brighton, and he's going up. I think yeah. that's the problem. So that's the only thing that will worry me. I agree with you. I don't think there's any urgency to get Salah because I don't necessarily think he's going to go mad over those three games. I think he will get two returns at least over the next three. But if I'm wrong and he gets a 12, 15 pointer, then yeah, then 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 that's where the the rises will start to worry you because yeah. once his bandwagon starts, um, he will he will go, won't he? So that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was really interesting, and there's been a few questions about wildcards in the chat mm. tonight as well. And I beginning of the week, I, there's one guy in the community. By the way, if you don't follow him, he's absolutely brilliant. Does amazing threads. Corf FPL. He's lovely yeah, bloke yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Chat to an awful lot and. At the beginning of the week, because we both had a not so great start, and he said, you know what? I'm thinking of wildcarding. Right. And I was like, you know what? It's crossed my mind, but I don't think I will. My gut's saying I need to wait till late because I've got still got some good players. And he's done it. Yeah. And, and as the week's gone on, I've been looking at his team and just thinking, there's so many question marks there already. Like those swings, like those players oh, really? you're taking out and the players you're bringing in. Like even someone like a Superman that we've touched on tonight, if you keep him this week, in your wild card, he's got Bournemouth at home. Is he going to play? If he doesn't play, he's then got Villa away, Liverpool and Man City. It's different if you already own him, but if you're on a wild card and you keep him, that's one spot taken. Salah, we've just said for the next three game weeks, isn't the best, but then he's lovely. It just seems that little bit too early. Even Newcastle defence, like just seems that one week too early on them. And I don't know, people that have pressed it, yeah, fair enough. You know, and some people, this will definitely be the right decision. And after three weeks, we'll go, yeah, that was the right time to do it. But I don't know, there's still, it just seems like we're right at the end now of like United having that nice run. Chelsea still had one or two nice fixtures and it's just, don't know, just seemed a little bit too early for me, but I could be very wrong after a couple of weeks. I think, I think you've got to be very courageous with your convictions. I think you've got to think that you've seen enough after five weeks where you can pick the players that you're going to want long-term. Mm. Now, some managers are confident enough to do that. And a lot of depend on what kind of start you've had. If you've had a rotten start, then it's hard to find that confidence to go, you know what? I can pick a wildcard team and I'm going to get it right. I mean, I know what that's like. So I, I said to Az, I've had starts of the season where you just think, 
I don't even want to make one transfer, let alone do 15, because I keep getting it wrong, right? And 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 we showed the what if thing. You know, even even I've had a good start, but I'm only one point better off from having made any transfers. So it just shows you how even when you think you're doing well, that's not largely down to the changes you're making. It's down to the initial lineup and sometimes just leaving it alone is the best thing to do, which keys into what you're saying. Maybe patience is still the best policy because we're only five weeks in. And you're getting rid of players like Saka, Rashford, Fernandez, right? Who have disappointed so far and you're overlooking Odegaard and one of those or two of those could blow up this week and suddenly, oh, hold on a minute, I wildcarded, but I didn't get Odegaard and I did. I got rid of Fernandez. And mm. I know what you're saying. I don't, I think I would have been with Corflo because I'm a manager who I do obsess about team value when it's getting away from me. And there, there was a, there's normally by now in a season, I've either played it game week three or four if I've had a start and I've seen, I've looked around and think there's three or four players that I want who are all rising in price and I've got two or three that are dropping in price. I'd go just on that mm. because of team value. I don't know though, it changes so quickly. Like, yeah. and you, you look, a couple of weeks ago, it was, you've got to get Madison in. Madison is essential. He's playing at Chilwell from game week two. He is essential. You've got to get him. Yeah. He's playing left wing. He's getting in the box. It's stupid. And, you know, and I just think, yes, those players are essential. You know, Alvarez is maybe slightly different because I just don't see a world with all these injuries that he doesn't play in the next three, four weeks. But all these players just changed so quickly. Son was essential. Sterling was essential. And I just think, yes, these players are going up, but all of a sudden they could be coming down. And when I choose to wild card or when other people choose to wild card, there's all of a sudden these other players that are going up. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, <laughs> Delia bless her, just put, oh yeah, I think most of the people complaining about wild cards are the ones that are jealous of the ones that did. Yeah, of course you are. You're going to be jealous of them that week, aren't you? Especially because their team's going to look absolutely stacked. But I don't know. It's an interesting discussion because... I've obviously been talking about game week eight. If you don't wildcard in game week eight or game week 10, when are you looking at wildcard? And are you looking to hold it go all the as way long as possible? Yeah, I'll, go, yeah. I'll go all the way to that city blank, I think. That's oh. what I've got to try and do, haven't I? I don't know what I'll do around there to get through it. But I've, of course, that's going to be handy, having a wildcard and being at a dead end into that, right? But So I'd probably sell Haaland, right? Or I don't know what I'd do. But if I've got a wild card there, I can do something clever around that blank, which other managers won't be able to do. But will I I be able to get that far? I don't know. Your team value will be 105 by then, so... (laughs) Well, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, I mean, the longer you leave it, the more team value you've got to play with as well, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's what my ambition's got to be, is hold it as close to... The, the deadline and then you can delay playing the next wild card you see that's the idea that you can push that back further um, it's a utopia which I might not get to but what, sitting here right now I don't think I don't foresee me playing it anywhere near 8, 9 or 10 at the moment unless something goes very badly wrong which obviously mm. could I don't need to tell you I've had that before so yeah that's but if I if I was in your shoes now I think I would probably roll this week, get Morris next week, and then wildcard in eight is probably what I'd do. I don't think you can leave it much longer than eight unless Salah doesn't go up in value. If if you think Salah's going up and Alvarez is continuing to go up, sitting here now, I would bank that Alvarez and Salah are going to be, certainly Salah's a season keeper, I would say. Alvarez could be. Might not be. He might, when De Bruyne gets back after Christmas, maybe he'll get rotated, but that's a long way off. I think um, now and 20, Alvarez is as good as it gets, to be honest. Um, just said, a few people are, are laughing that um, you said about selling Haaland. Yeah, selling Haaland for the blank in 18. So yeah, he's not, not selling Haaland. Yeah. For, yeah. I didn't um, want knowing I've got the wild card after to get him back again, basically. Yeah. So sorry, you were just saying then, so you would prioritise getting Morris in this week I instead of Alvarez? I'd keep, I'd keep Jackson, get Morris in the double and punt on that. And then our card in eight, get Morris out and get Alvarez then and get Sadder then. That's what I would do in your shoes, I think. Mm. Why Why do you not like that plan? Isn't that what you're thinking? No, I want Alvarez. Oh, you're going to do it now, are you? Right. Yeah, so I, I, won't, so I won't get, get Morris. Morris. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess if, if, the only thing that makes me think go Morris is you've missed the Alvarez points, you've missed the Alvarez rise and those with Alvarez won't get Morris. So if you get Morris and he comes in, that's getting some of those points back. Is, is my take on it. But if you don't care about that, if you think, well, actually, I'll make up ground on those who got Alvarez before me later on, which you would have got plenty of time, then, then do that. Yeah, and also Alvarez could be 
point two, point three, point four more expensive by the time I get them in eight. And already I've just said my team value is not great. Uh, and I trust Alvarez against Forrest and Wolves more than I think I trust Morris, even with the double game week. Don't get me wrong, projections, you know, it's all about the double game weeks and I completely get that. But I, I think Alvarez would be the way I'd be going, yeah. Uh, Webby says, what week is the next international break? I can answer you that because I've got the calendar here. It's after game week eight. There we go. So between game week eight and game week nine, Webby, that's when the next one is. Um, so that's when I, that's what I mean. You play it, play it in that gap, I guess. Is that, yeah. is that your thinking? You're going to play it between eight and nine? Yeah, we said it, didn't we? Beginning of the season when we were looking at, uh, we literally that graphic you brought up and we said what weeks look good to wildcard and game week four was one and then game week eight was one. Hmm. I, it, it, the, the difference is, is that you've got Salah. If I had a really easy way of getting to Salah in eight, which I could still do, because obviously I'm going to be probably moving Chilwell down the bottom and that frees up funds. Yeah. A United lad would probably go in game week eight, mm. move him down, and then potentially in nine, I could get Salah with one transfer. I could do it, and I've got to look to see whether that's something I would be able to do. I, I guess you've got to navigate towards that possibility, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then make up your mind if you're going to do that, or because and it wouldn't. The other thing, you like taking a hit to get Salah in game week nine is not necessarily an awful thing to do. Either. Nope. And if you look, basically, the, the idea is in six doing Alvarez, because I want Alvarez moving forward. And if I weren't to wildcard, I'd want him anyway. Uh, and like I said, if I wanted to prolong it, that's why I wouldn't get Morris. Um, Botman in for, what's his name? Chilwell, which frees up funds. Um, then Bruno down to Diaby in eight, because Villa have a nice fixture. and then. Hopefully, I've got enough funds to be able to move somebody up to Salah, but it's looking like it could be maybe a Saka up to Salah, which would be maybe tough. But you know, mm. Arsenal fixtures. I've looked at a lot of wild cards, and there's not a lot of Sakas. I know. So. I've noticed that people have lost mm. interest in Saka a bit. So yeah. this is your team on the screen. This is what you're taking into game week six. Um, uh, talk us through it for the podcast, Danny. Yes. Yeah, so I've got. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a proper radio DJ. Then talk us through it for the podcast. It's uh, <laughs> so I got Pickford in goal. Yep. Uh, then I got Chilwell, uh, and, and Colwell at the back. Um, two weeks ago, that looked absolutely lovely. Less so now. Um, <laughs> then I've got, uh, Mbumo, Rashford, Foden, Saka and Bruno Fernandes in the middle with Jackson and Haaland up top. I've got a doggy and Saliba on the bench. So I Very love the fact that I, yeah, exactly. I love the fact that I do actually have bench cover for Chilwell and Estupanan in particular. So I feel like I've got cover there, which yeah. makes me feel like that isn't an essential move moving from, say, a Chilwell to a Botman, for instance. Uh, I'll Sula on the bench, but I'm not expecting to have to go three deep anyway. And Turner too. At the moment, it's looking like I'm going to be doing Jackson to Alvarez tomorrow morning. Uh, well, tomorrow morning. No, tomorrow at like one twenty-five, <laughs> whatever it is. Of whether, the, whether Alvarez is playing, yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, that would most likely be my move. And then I do quite like having that triple up of Man City attackers. And I'm just hoping if the leak does come out that they are all starting. Bruno and Rashford, I don't mind holding for this week. I feel like Rashford looks has looked good, to be honest. Yeah, he's, um, he's been firing the shots in. He's just yeah. Um, I, I just I, I fear him. He's the one player I haven't got. I really am scared of. So I think I think yeah. he'll get a return at Burnley. Yeah, yeah. and Boomer at home to Everton uh, is absolutely fine. Saka, I feel like there's goals in that game. Um, the defence, I'm not massively happy with, if I'm honest. Not with Chilwell and Colwell there. I don't expect them to keep a clean sheet. So having yeah. both of them there with Colwell having no attacking, you know, impetus there, although he did get the goal chalked off last week. But um, yeah, and actually there is a, a situation where I got what happened last week where Colwell starts, Chilwell comes on, or Chilwell yeah. starts and Colwell comes on. So it's not yeah. ideal. I, I bought Colwell at the beginning of the season because I thought he'd be that centre-back. So yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But like I said, I've got, I've got um, bench cover. The other, I can't do Chilwell to Trippier, like I said, on point one off. That was the other move I was thinking that could be quite a nice move. But I think Jackson to Alvarez is probably the move this week. Yeah, getting the free City puts you, I think they all will play those free City players as well. And that's a nice differential to have, I think, over the next two. And then I think you can lose one of the United boys. I think, are you in the Rashford camp if you're going to keep one? Yeah. I, it took me ages. It took me a long time to decide which one. But I think as the season's gone on and Bruno's been used everywhere and Rashford's looked so good now he's back on the left wing, yeah. I think Rashford's the pick. And I think there's intent to keep him on the left wing. And clearly, you know, he had nine shots in the in the last outing and, you know, could have got something. They were, they were quite pot shots, but I think he'll get something against Burnley. And I think he, 
he definitely is the player I fear, as I said. I think you can lose Bruno and then you can clear what? What's Bruno at the moment? Eight, he's 8-4, eight, is he, at the moment? Let me have a look. Yeah, I think he's 8-4. Yeah, so you, you can clear a couple of million there. Then you, you could go down to... You could go down to an Eze who's... Well, Diaby's... Diaby would be Diaby the one I would to be it, after. Right. Oh, just move into your team. Honestly, it hurts so much every time I mention it. Because I know inside you're smirking and you're going, that's it, do it, Andy, do it. <laughs> come, come join me. <laughs> later than I them. Come join me. Oh, <laughs> a little oh. more. Yeah, I know. I, it, but I think Diaby or Eze is the way to go. Diaby's run Wolves, West Ham, Luton, Forest, Fulham. Yeah, you want... I mean, I, I was really surprised at Villa's data as well. I looked at the attacking data. They're right up there, aren't they? 1.95 XG non-penalty per 90. Their home form is ridiculous as well. So they are, you know, even with tough fixtures, fairly tough starts to the season, their attacking output's been good. Watkins has just failed. I don't know how Watkins hasn't scored, but he's managed to not score. So, that, you know, owning one of those two, and you're going to favour the R because of the price. Looks yeah. essential. Well, not essential. I shouldn't say that. Looks looks quite useful, shall we say. I'll go that far for that run in that if in game week nine. So if I do Diaby and I do Botman, yeah. I've got 3.5 in the bank. Right. So then it's like, is it Rashford or Saka that you move to Salah with? Yeah. And even then, I think I'm a little bit off. Uh, 12.1. Yeah. So I'd still be 0.4 off. Yeah. But that could be... I don't know, Saliba down or something. Pickford to have, yeah. Even Cole Will down to a four mil. I, I think you're going to struggle to do it with manual transfers by the sounds of it. Yeah. I'd probably need a minus four in nine. But a minus four in nine when Liverpool have Everton at home and then Forrest at home and then Luton away, that minus four will be a four. What you want is um, Rashford, Saka and Bruno to get some returns in the next two and go back up to their original value. That'll help. Just a not one or yeah. not two here and there will help, basically. And that's that's if I want to prolong the wild card and keep Pickford, keep Turner. Like it, all of a sudden then I'm thinking, oh so I could still wildcard an eight, but I'm gonna do everything I can to mean that at least I have the option not to. Yeah. I do like Eze. I mean if you can't get to DRB, Eze's run is also favourable from nine onwards. He's got Newcastle away, but the run after is really strong. His um, output has been limited, but his XG numbers has been strong. His shot count has been very strong. He's only just, I think he's only just behind Rashford. I think, I think he's going to be a player that you can move down to and not worry about for that mid-spell from nine onwards. Um, if you are not one short, but Diaby be your first choice, but I don't think Eze's that much of a downgrade. So I, I like Eze and I love him as a player. I don't like Palace. I don't, I don't, I don't no. like Palace as an attacking output. Like I, I just no, don't I think they've got it. And actually, Edward's done well, and it's kind of, kind of going through him a little bit. I mean, Eze's brilliant, he, and he is their best player as well. And he's obviously on penalties too. So I think if you were to pick a Palace player, you would pick him. Yeah. But yeah. I think if it's a straight shoot between him and Diaby, I think you'd be going Diaby. And oh yeah, of course, first know, choice. Yeah, yeah, and you know. In Bumo's fixtures aren't amazing, but he's still on pens and he's still on a sacking team as well. So I don't know. I, I don't think Elm is high on Eze as other people are. I love him as a player. I just don't like the Crystal Palace team. Yeah. No, I I, I get you there. That's fine. Mm. Um, should we round off with a few questions? Um, so fire some questions in and we'll do our best to address any that um, uh, tackle anything that uh, we haven't covered. Nobby's come in with what about Doku for the short term? We haven't spoken about him. Um, I guess we're still, like Hoyland, worried about minutes and security of start. No doubt he's been impressive, right? Yeah, he has. He, he, and he's what I like about him at the moment is is that exciting flair hasn't been coached out of him by Pep yet, which is nice. So we're still <laughs> seeing that. <laughs> what are you doing taking people on the shooting? What are you doing Exactly. That so I do like that. And I love the fact, you know, he can dribble past a few players. He is a lovely player as well. Mm. Um I think for the next two, three weeks, it's nice. He could be that kind of nice punty differential if you're wildcarding in, in game week eight or nine and you can take a bit of a punt on him now. I don't think I'd be prioritising him over, say, an Alvarez, but I do think there's a case to be made for maybe going for him over Foden. Yeah. I, I think that would be quite a nice little differential move, personally. I think one more return for Doku and... The dial will move from Foden to Doku is the mm. first because of the price difference, right? And if everyone's looking at Salah, you know, the, we talked about Eze as an option as an alternative to Diaby. Doku could be that, right? You know, how much is he? 
He's six five. He started the season six five. So I don't think he's gone up. So he's he's staying at six five. Um, Nigel yeah. de Crab said Trossard has to be an option. But do you go him and Saka? I think he's right. Trossard is interesting. Um, what is Trossard's price? I want to say he's seven five. But is he that much? Let me just have a look. Delia will know. Um, I haven't looked at him yet in terms of no, he's a lot cheaper. He's six six as well. Short term though, isn't it? That's the thing with Trossard. I think he's a really good short term pick. I think. If you want a differential this week, or you're playing a wild card and you want something a little different, I would take a chance on Trossard for Spurs Bournemouth because I think he's going to yeah. play too. I don't hate it. I mean, it's again how far up on my list is he in terms of midfielders I want to get in. I don't think he's that high up, but I'm expecting goals in the in the North London derby, and then he's got Bournemouth, but then he's got City, and then he's got Chelsea. Yeah. So they they do turn a little bit, and then Sheffield United at home, which is nice, but then Newcastle away. I don't think I would be doing it myself just because of how much is changing every week and I don't want to be left with him, uh, especially in Daniel B mentions it there. Uh, yeah. Martinelli's only out short term as well. So it's a very short term punt. We have got 1066 watching us right now live, Andy. Have we? Battle of Hastings and all that. Um, so hit the like, hit the subscribe if you're new around here. Thank you very much for joining us on this Friday evening. That's great audience to have live for a late tackle so thanks for that uh, a question from Bob Jones we went into the Alvarez territory earlier he's got a dilemma about Watkins is it worth going a minus four to Alvarez presumably he's made his transfer this week maybe he's gone Botman which a lot of people have I don't know if I'd be selling Watkins to be honest I think Villa are going to score at least one at Chelsea they've got Brighton after that Brighton's defence isn't strong either and then they've got a very good run mm. minus four as well I don't think I'd do it would you Andy? My biggest thing is because a lot of people were highlighting Watkins as that player that they wanted from game week eight onwards. But right at the beginning of the season, they were like, this is such a lovely run. Yeah. My thing is now, like, we've got Diaby. And Diaby's the player that I think is the priority for Villa in that run. Are you going to want both of them? I don't think so. And is Watkins the player he was last year off penalties? He's not scoring goals. He's getting assists, but he's not scoring goals. I don't know. I. I don't think for a hit I'd do it. I think I'd keep him if it was for a hit because like you said, against Chelsea, you could get a return. But I would probably be looking to maybe move on from Watkins moving forward, yeah. even though that fixture, yeah, yeah. those fixtures yeah. are so nice. In game week seven, do it for free mm. um, and then use the money to find the, a, a place to find the RB in midfield. You want one of those two low for that run, I think. You want some yeah. a ticket in the Villa lottery as well, I think. So I don't think I'd do it. If it was for free, I probably would do it. But with the hit as well, I think Watkins can match Alvarez week. So you're really only moving, I think you're only moving there to catch the rises and I can understand yeah. that. But um, yeah. Uh, okay, any more questions in there? Let's have a look. Um, let's see. Uh, just one more. Shall we take one? Chris Tierney says, minus four, chill to trips for the upside and stability. Then if I do it for a hit. No, I don't think I would either. Even if Chilwell only comes on for, you know, a point, you need Trippier to get the clean sheet to be up and I, and that's if Chilwell you know, if Chilwell starts there's every chance he gets a return so I don't think I'd do it for minus four for a three I think it's a, a fine move but for, yeah. for minus four I think that's tough Alice Mitchell says I have Colwell and Chilwell which one should I sell to Trippier it's got to be Colwell hasn't it yeah it's got to be I think I'm... unless you need the money for Salah yeah you, yeah. Well, you, you don't sure about that well, like you just said, unless you need the money for Salah. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Like you'd be you'd be doing the Chilwell move because he's such an expensive asset for someone we're going to be looking at every week and hoping he plays. So mm. I unless think he's, know, I don't don't, know. we need to know if he's going to play left back or not. There's there's some talk that he could and Colwell could be dropped. And that, that mm. would be big because that would mean Chilwell is more likely to start. At the moment, we don't know that. I think tomorrow's team sheet, if it is tomorrow, I think it is, or is it Sunday? Um, Who's this? Chelsea, do they play tomorrow or play Sunday? Uh, I don't know who's playing. I think it's Sunday. Yeah, I think it is Sunday, you're right. Yeah. It's weird because United play at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, don't they? Yeah, Saturday. it's a weird set of fixtures. We don't get a live game until the 5.30 and then I've got the pleasure of watching Rashford get a hat-trick at 8 o'clock um, on, uh, uh, at Burnley. So, um, yeah. Four games at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Very odd. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think we've got a... I think you'll learn a lot from the team sheet we see next time out on Chilwell. I think... I'm going to sell him because I don't have to do it for a hit, but I think if it was a hit involved, I would hold on one more week, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, Andy, we've done an hour. 
Um, so um, thanks for joining me on another late tackle. I hope people that joined us, the, the thousand that were watching live, enjoyed that. And um, we'll be uploading the podcast version of this this evening very shortly. Um, all that remains is to have another digger as his rank. Someone said earlier, um, four points. I saw that. Oh, did you see that comment as well? I was <laughs> yeah. going to highlight it. I thought, no, that'd be cruel. So I'll, instead of highlighting it, I'll just bring it up at the end. Um, so someone said, let that sink in. Very cruel. No need for that. I was, I was in those regions around about five or six weeks at least last season. So I know how it feels. He'll turn it around, won't he, Andy? He'll be fine. He will. I mean, look. I'm not going to mention that if you added our two ranks together and doubled it, that's as is. I won't mention no, that. No, but he'll, that, what, that would be just childish. <laughs> he will turn it around. He will turn it around. I, I believe in him, just like I will. Yeah. Oh, no, you'll be fine, Ed. I don't doubt about you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically, we're going to get closer together and uh, I'm not going to be around next week. Oh, we're, we're going to do a pod version of this next week, I think. I think um, if if uh, I, I imagine this gap's going to narrow because I I think I'm going to get a red this week. I don't. I think Rashford and Bruno is going to hurt me, and I think probably one of the someone won't turn up in my team, and I'll be I'll be down to ten men. So I I can't have the the luck again this week. And Alvarez, do, there you go. I do think you're trying to make us jealous, though. You said you you you've got into FPL mode. Me and you are getting closer. <laughs> I, I, I feel like something's happening here, Mark. Az has got to be worried, doesn't he? He has really. I'm I'm dropping the hints, but he's just not. He's not taking them. He's not taking no, them. My affection will. turned, but he's not taking the hint, and uh, I'm just going to have to break it to him face to face, aren't I? Uh, just a shout out to Helen, uh, who's done our new thumbs for late tackle. She's done some new thumbs for uh, Az's uh, team reveal as well. Um, I can't imagine many people turning up for that, despite the amazing thumb. But you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, many thanks for Helen. I think he's, um, I think he's Yelena's sister. I think that's right. I'm not sure, but I think that's right. But Helen, thank you very much for your work on the amazing new thumbs. And uh, that was nice because our thumbs were looking exactly the same as Black Box, and we we don't want to get the two shows mixed up because obviously, you know, it'd be nice to to cultivate our own audience separately exactly which I think we have so um, yeah excellent thanks for joining me again Andy I'll see you next week have we got a Friday next week or is it a Thursday I think it's Friday again right I think it's Friday yeah Saturday this is what I like I think the Friday nights are yeah. better so uh, yeah. I don't think we'll be doing a stream next week because I'm not going to be at home but I think I can get and record a pod with you so we might just do a pod version next week we'll see we'll keep in touch and let you know um, but until then it's uh, a good night for me and a good night from me. Sports Social Podcast Network.